Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are. I'm really happy to be back on this podcast and I'm very happy that you are back listening to my experience rooms. <laughs> um, I shared a broad overview about different experiences and dealing with them in my last sharing. Today I want to deepen into the room new woman. I am of course speaking from a female perspective but of course it can also apply for men to have these experience rooms and especially I want to talk about this experience room of grief, loss and redefining who you are and really healing through that, going through that process. And I will speak about the examples of being childless, of being without a sacred partner, and I will explain more on that, what it means to me to have and be in a sacred relationship, and also to be dealing or have been dealing with losing people close to your heart through to death and I also want to redefine death <laughs> so I speak really without any text in front of me because it all appears it just comes to me what I want to talk about and I tune in what is most crucial most important to share with you right now I will definitely let you know once my book is out I'm starting to write on it on all these topics about loss, grief, transformation, healing, growth, development and being a woman in the world without the so-called normal. <laughs> that for many is the new normal or it is normal and normal normality can be redefined depending on where you are and how you look at it. So welcome and thank you for giving me the opportunity to spend the next 20 minutes with you. Um, for me, the most important message is authenticity and integrity. To move through grief and to move through all these layers of grief because they come in different forms with the true you. And it's not as easy as it might sound because we are trained and more and more in this world to function and to be under pressure, to really do what is kind of expected to do. And more and more people decide for themselves how healthy it is to move out of this so-called normality. And especially when it comes to losing a person or grief in general it's so important to trust our intuition and not let others take over and it's so personal everybody grieves differently everybody experiences loss differently and some need a structure after that um, because I believe it's easier to be in a structure and to be distracted <laughs> because if we are 
doing a lot of things, this space where lots of feelings come up might come later or might not come in that extent anyhow. And people have fears. I also had a lot of fears. Um, what comes up and what came up with grief because in the end it always comes back to your own um, grieving parts where you feel you're not living yourself completely entirely and this pain of losing someone shows you also the pain where you lost parts of yourself not leaving them completely not leaving them at all maybe you did not follow the dreams of your childhood or you did not really take care of, of your inner voice, you didn't listen to it and with loss these voices all of a sudden have the very strong power to come up. So this was scary for me and I'm sure it's scary for quite a few people and most people probably are really not allowing to to go into this space. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's so healing. It has so much healing potential to allow to sit in these spaces and be present with them. In general, um, we can have this pain and we can have this, this grief of life dreams as well without losing a person as such. It's painful if we discover that some of our dreams need to be lived differently or some of them don't come true the way we always hoped for or planned for or dreamed about. Um, in my case, I really dreamed of being in a sacred relationship, have a family, have children and have this, this uh, yeah, this this cozy home where we all live together and I'm not saying that this dream cannot come true <laughs> but it will probably come true in a very different form that I have dreamed of. When I was still married I waited for the right moment to start a family, to have children and this moment came just about when my ex-partner said that he wants to be alone. So not only I had to deal with letting him go, but also to let this dream of having and starting a family with him let go. And it was painful. It's very, very hard to, to put all these puzzles and pieces together again. <laughs> and I started dreaming again, a different dream. I could have a child with somebody else. And there were many dreams and I um, I was very close to fulfill them and then life intervened differently and it just didn't happen and it's also a grief of these dreams not coming true I wanted to be a mother and I wanted to have my own children so this was um, not easy to move through and there are still some layers coming up these days even though I have looked at them and have really um, shown myself the time and the space, given myself the space to really deal with this grief and to deal with, with these situations. <laughs> Some of them 
not in my control. And this is also a message I learned that we don't have the control. It's sometimes a bigger plan if you want to, to look from this angle um, or a soul plan or circumstances and obviously we also can manifest our visions, our dreams but we are not in control of them. There are so many different factors and it's important to learn to let go let go of our control and to let go of our precise expectations how it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to turn out. Sometimes life has a different plan and this plan is even better than the one we imagined or the one we had for ourselves. It sounds hard and it really is e not easy to, to let go of this control and expectations to allow life to move through you, literally, <laughs> to, to move through your body and to move through your different layers. Um, sometimes you meet people who you would not meet if you wouldn't take this turn at the road and these people are really helpful for your for your life for your journey especially where you are at right now in my experience it happened quite often that i had no plan i was really also a bit insecure and not knowing not knowing by my mind what's gonna happen next um, especially in these times of, of big life changes. I was like, okay, and now what? What next? What am I supposed to do? I asked myself. I didn't want to ask these questions outside. I had this feeling, I know the answer. I just have to look at it and arrive at the answer. Somehow, somehow get to the answer by experiencing new things and opening up. This was only possible after the first grief and sadness. During that time I was not open <laughs> and I was not able to be flexible or to be trying new things. I was really cozy in the known and in the, in the, in the safe spaces, safe with people I knew safe in my four walls, safe with the things that brought me comfort, like writing and drawing and walking and being in nature and, take, and listening to music, reading books. But after this first period kind of stopped, I really felt now it's time to try new things and I had no clue what my intuition was, was telling me. Sometimes it was against all logic. Very often it was against all logic actually. Um, because the first information I received was quit your job and go on a journey and be with children and go to Peru. And my mind was really struggling like why? Why should I go there? And why why is to be with children in Peru? I 
I think it might it might be even worse to be with children. Maybe my my sadness about not being a mom will come up even stronger, or the the pain about being divorced because my ex-husband is Peruvian. Maybe this will really trigger me once I get back to Peru. But I did it anyway, and it was exactly what I needed. I didn't know when I took the decision, but when I arrived there and spent time with children and spent time in in the beautiful landscape of, of the north of Peru, I felt this is exactly where I have to be, to heal, <laughs> to take time out of time and not have responsibility of a job that usually had a lot of uh, pressure, but also um, responsibilities, of course. And working with children, I was responsible to be present, first of all, and to have fun, to enjoy the joy. And this was exactly what I needed, to be in a playful environment, have lots of children who needed my support, who needed my love, who needed my, my care. And it healed me. It supported them and it also healed me. And after that, there were many more steps of, of the whole healing process. It's not something you do in a couple of months or in one year. Usually it takes much longer than that, which doesn't mean you're always sad. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> you are having a lot of fun as well. And in my experience, this is often not not shared in 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 environment in my environment at least it was not shared that grief can have so many different aspects and you receive gifts like reclaiming your joy and move forward stronger than ever and more present and enjoying life even more i was not aware of that, that this can also happen after a divorce, that this can happen after a sudden death, um, that you get these beautiful gifts for yourself. So that's why I, I'm motivated to, to share about that and to write about that and to also talk about that. It's so important for all of us to, to be in our power and and really share our gifts with the world and therefore it's good to receive gifts in critical so-called so-called critical life events and allow ourselves to heal <laughs> and to be whole and to be enjoying life in joy yeah it's a very important topic and very important for all of us to be in this joy and be in this presence and be in these strengths. And for me the, the work through grief was actually a big, beautiful, hard, colorful, all colors of the rainbow journey. And at the end of this whole processes I always felt I have more colors than I had before there is more rainbow light than I ever had before before I was also colorful I was 
cheerful, I was uh, reflective, I was very interested in many things and also did a lot of things. Um, and through these processes where intuition guided me, where I had to go, especially with journeys, what I had to do, what books I had to write, it all brought new people into my life, new experiences, new aspects and new encounters I am extremely grateful for. Um, so my soul family really appeared with all these different openings in myself and about myself. Ah, that's really something I'm very aware of and happy to, to talk about more all these beautiful people and and places you meet and see once you are following your heart path. So in the next podcast I want to share more about our heart path and how we can discover it if we don't already know it and how we can be guided to do our gifts, to bring our gifts to the world. I'm very much looking forward and thank you for listening.